Welcome to Modern Babylon. This is Culture Contrarian, also Ryan Miller. This broadcast is not a Greenfield broadcast. I'm doing a date stamp, today being Thursday, June 16th. And I wanted to share on the record this particularly date stamped message that I am going to be sending to all of those individuals who are involved in my attempt to exercise my First Amendment right to speak and redress my government officials for three minutes without surrendering my Fourth Amendment right as a condition or prior restraint as to what it's called to exercise my First Amendment. And all of those who are involved in the criminal conspiracy to deprive me of my constitutional rights in violation of Murdoch versus Pennsylvania. And the reason I am going to this length is educational in purpose for we the people to understand how we have to be so beyond reasonable in the face of unreasonable, unlawful actions by those in public service that are protected by qualified immunity, that have the Supreme Court additional protection as defined in the word reasonableness as constructed in the ruling in Graham versus Connor. I have never, ever had ill will, ill intentions. I am a respectful, God-fearing, God-honoring human being. And I merely want to advocate on behalf of numerous concerned citizens on the deprivation of rights and the malfeasance that is happening inside of public education. And for those that are specifically in need of individual education plans and or 504s, and these are children that may be on the spectrum that have additional services that the federal government obligates the schools to implement and develop in strategic goals for these children. And the lies, I can't call them lies because government doesn't lie. They just misrepresent, mischaracterize, misstate. And the misrepresentations that are coming from the school as the ether in which they want to believe that they are operating under is completely in contrast to their violations of federal law in exercising IEPs. I understand that there's some significant resources that are uh, problematic to secure. There's challenges with funding, but unfortunately, folks, we're taxpayers and we have law on our side. And, and for us to stand in the face of that law is very uncomfortable, very painful. And we experience retaliation and, and being ostracized and, and being ridiculed and bullied inside of this protected dome of public service. So I wanted to read to you something that is going to be going out. And here's, here's the introductory of what I'm sending out. And it begins, the following letter is individually addressed to all of the public servants who have participated in a conspiracy to deprive myself and many others of constitutionally protected rights after being significantly notified and warned. When I say significantly, folks, this, this goes all the way back from October of 21 memorialized on January 21st of 2022, along with a string of other communications. So significant attempts to be reasonable with unreasonable public servants. The conspiratorial actions breached so far and wide to include the destruction of public records, revealing premeditated actions to hide the truth. 
My entire intention has been to be beyond reasonable in communicating to public servants and afford them the ability to honor their oath and correct their actions. However, it has been proven that it is not reasonable to expect public servants to in interact with private citizens. Again, I use this word reasonable quite a bit because that is a requirement underneath of Graham versus Connor that I demonstrate my every attempt to be reasonable and expose public servants being unreasonable. Even a simple request to confirm receipt of this email, which I will be requesting now, will have mixed response. So the Supreme Court's decision in Graham versus Connor informs the citizens that it is not reasonable for public servants to know the laws they must follow or even enforce. It also requires the citizens to know and follow all of the laws for ignorance of the law is not a defense. The issue at hand is a volume of public servants intentionally criminalizing and hiding the criminalization of constitutionally protected rights. This is a clear violation of Murdoch versus Pennsylvania and is predicted to continue unabated after un overwhelming reasonable notice and actions and evidence, contrary to the narrative of public servants. This letter is intended to demonstrate what a citizen must do to be free and show the lengths one must go to to be reasonable while public servants are unreasonable based upon the Supreme Court precedent established in Graham versus Connor. I know this is repetitive, but it is important to get these points made. We the people are not free, for being free requires knowing the difference between permissions, conditions, falsely stated by public servants, and not surrendering our rights. This is just one step in a long process, which is merely documenting what we the people must do when encountering unreasonable, and I'll add unlawful, public servants. Now here is the letter. To whom it may concern, it is with a heavy heart that I feel prompted to communicate to all of the individuals receiving this email. I have invested tremendous amount of time, energy, and yes, passion to advocate on the behalf of private citizens whose children are experiencing incredible harm within our public education system. I've been transparent, authentic and beyond reasonable to be a free citizen, just desiring to remain secure in my constitutional rights to publicly address the school board. These attempts have been met with contemptuous, defiant, and even behavior of condescension, along with mockery, mockery of my mere presence. This attitude has permeated through all communication with those in public service who have sworn an oath to uphold, defend, and protect my rights. On March 14th, Pennsylvania State Trooper Kochka, allegedly under the direction of Octorera School Superintendent Dr. Orner or the Octorera School Board President Brian Fox, stated that I had not committed a crime and asked me to leave, parenthetically public property, and if I didn't leave, I would be arrested and charged with defiant criminal trespass after warning. I attempted to correct Trooper Kochka that criminalizing a constitutional right is not protected through qualified immunity and that he would be at risk of personal litigation under 18 U.S.C. 241, 18 U.S.C. 242, and 42 U.S.C. 1983. I had suggested that he clarify his authority with the supervisor and the district attorney and clarify the limits of his authority on public property, which were met with contempt and ignored. I've attempted repeatedly to obtain records 
of an official criminal trespass document, sworn affidavit, probable cause affidavit, and to date, the response has been twofold. One is that no record exists through the Pennsylvania State Police right to know law officials. Secondly, Trooper Kochka is relying upon a written email communication to me referencing a letter to me from Dr. Orner. Dr. Orner's letter, which states that I was being denied access to the school for causing a disturbance. No sworn affidavit of the criminal elements of the disturbance was gathered and none produced through the right to know law request and subsequent appeals. What this means at the Pennsylvania State Police have no documentation of a criminal investigation nor a criminal trespass warning. This confirms that the documentation presented by Dr. Orner regarding a disturbance and any communication from Trooper Kochka has no legal basis at all of a criminal trespass warning. I'm gonna add this to this letter. It is also a violation of my due process because I have no documentation in order to file an appeal on this unlawful threat. I'll continue in the letter. It is my desire to return to Rockdale or School Board to speak at the appropriate time, appropriate place, in appropriate manner with my First and Fourth Amendment rights restored. However, it is not reasonable that any law enforcement will protect my rights and further attempt to criminalize my attempts to be free and advocate for my clients. If I return, it is probable that all public servants will continue to violate my rights and will summon the state police. State police will respond to the call for service and act unlawfully at the direction of the reporting party. It is completely unreasonable to engage in a discussion with state police or any authority on the sidewalk to inform them of their limits of authority. This is already proven to be dangerous and met with false statements. If I return, I may request to see evidence of the documented criminal trespass warning and supporting documentation which will be alleged to exist. According to attorney Aaron Burlew, nothing exists. I may have copy of these documents on my person. State police will most likely unlawfully arrest me for defiant trespass after warning, kidnap me, potentially confiscate or steal personal property, and place me in a dungeon. I would then be held in captivity for a duration until I would be arraigned before a magistrate with the charge of defiant trespass after warning and assigned a bond. If I am unlawfully arrested, I will not pay the bond as the crimes are being perpetrated by others with no regard to the rights of a citizen, with the premeditated intention to cause harm. I will remain in the dungeon, unable to gain access to the scheduled medical procedures for my health. I'm under no obligation to disclose my private personal medical history to a non-HIPAA-covered entity. Upon completion of arraignment, not posting bond, I will remain in the dungeon until I'm afforded a preliminary hearing. At such time, I will be requesting the arresting officer to produce all documents, probable cause affidavit, sworn affidavit, that validates a lawful criminal trespass from public property. As all of my evidence supports that the Pennsylvania State Police have confirmed no record exists, under the grounds of perjury in their own words. In the event the materials in my possession are stolen or destroyed, I will have memorized a web link to share with the magistrate which will grant access to my evidence. 
I am doing this in the anticipation of additional crimes by state police that they will confiscate my materials and put them in held and not release them before the magistrate. I, I have to expect the worst. It's never been my desire to be in this situation. However, I have provided sufficient documentation, advance notice of my intentions, along with my preparedness and how I will conduct myself. I have significantly documented systemic problems of deprivation of rights under the color of law. I've attempted to be reasonable and don't desire to make this a federal case. In the event that my predictions are true, my evidence is valid, the public records responses are truthful, the impact to all involved individuals will be based upon acting in their private person capacity in violation of their oath and their own willingness to surrender qualified immunity. Not that I am piercing it, they have made a decision to act in their private person capacity to surrender that qualified immunity protection because I've reminded them since October. I'm not seeking justice at all, meaning me personally, I'm not seeking justice. I merely want to be a law-abiding citizen capable of exercising their concerns on behalf of affected citizens, children, at a public meeting for just exercising speech for three minutes. If I met with unlawful actors, justice will be determined in a court of law with a jury of one's peers. It is completely not lost on me that this is not usual and customary of a citizen willing to go to these lengths. But our justice system tells citizens ignorance of the law is not a defense. And we have a duty and obligation to know the law and correct those who misrepresent the law. However, we have no power or authority to ensure public servants comply with the law nor honor their oath. Accepting this as a limitation, I chose to be informed, prepared, respectful, professional, and strive to be reasonable. This is my hope that this communication is received in the spirit it is being delivered and those representing authority honor their oath. But the reality is a citizen must be prepared for that not to happen and resolve their issues, not in the public square, but in the courtroom. And I want to add a postscript in here because this is very important. Public servants are very creative in narrative and taking things out of context in the attempt to violate Murdoch versus Pennsylvania and to criminalize a constitutionally protected right. So let me tell you in anticipation as to how I anticipate the public servant response to the last few sentences I have just made. Let me read them again. This is my hope that this communication, oh, excuse me, accepting this as a limitation, I chose to be informed, prepared, respectful, professional, and strive to be reasonable. This is my hope that this communication is received in the spirit it is being delivered. And those representing honoring authority honor, <clears throat> honor their oath. But the reality is a citizen must be prepared for that not to happen and resolve their issues. This is the statement that will be converted into a threat. They'll disregard everything else. This one statement will be pulled completely out of context and say, this guy is issuing a threat. And I'm, and there's a comma. See, it says a citizen must be prepared for that not to happen and resolve their issues. Pause. Not on the public square, but in the courtroom. 
I have no intention of doing anything in the public square other than possibly standing secure in my Fifth Amendment right and being silent, which will be perceived as a contempt of authority by not surrendering and consenting to the statements and the interrogation of those representing authority. That will be the contemptuous side of my behavior in trying to stand free in my First Amendment, my Fifth Amendment, and, for, and to resolve their issues. I can't resolve any issue on the public square. I can't resolve any issue through email correspondence, and I can't resolve any concerns in trying to schedule a meeting. That's not reasonable. The public servants are overburdened. They don't have enough time to tend to every concerned citizen that's out there with the, the nature of their concerns. They don't have the time. They don't have the compensation to warrant them to invest hours to, to deal with these concerns. That's not reasonable. It's not reasonable to expect them to read an email. And it's far more unreasonable to expect them to respond to an email. I understand. But I have to demonstrate, as I have since October, of my attempt to reason with them to say, this is what the Constitution says. This is what the law says. Policy sits below law. There are not those equipped with implements to cause harm to enforce policy. And those that are in the profession of law enforcement know that when a policy is going to be requested to be enforced that violates the constitutionally protected right, that they're stepping out in their own private person capacity because they're not protected by their oath when they attempt to enforce a policy that supersedes, sits above a constitutionally protected right. Every law enforcement officer should get quivers up their spine when they hear the word, you are now in USC territory of 18 USCs and the 1983 claims. Pause, caution, don't go down this road. Now, the system is set up <clears throat> that law enforcement, when they hear that come out of a citizen, they know they have, the citizen has many more hurdles to jump through because that statement alone is a meaningless threat to an officer, backed by evidence. Because the evidence is most citizens don't have the resources to hire an attorney, let alone fi find an attorney that will take a case of a civil rights violation. Because the attorney is not going to succeed. They're going to have, they're going to be arguing a qualified immunity case that is funded by taxpayers. And it's, it's a, a mere exercise for them. And that those people that are familiar with the Constitution say, you need to be prepared for the litigation personally. Get yourself knowledgeable. Get trained. Rehearse. And you may have an attorney sitting by your side, but you, the plaintiff, have standing in the court. It's a right to defend ourselves. It's a right for us to bring a case by ourselves. But they laugh at us because they know the system is so advantaged to protect them that very few citizens, it is a fraction of a percent, are prepared, equipped, and have the time to attempt to go to the, the, the depths in which I have, and I'm doing this for educational purposes to show that we the people have the ability to be free, but you have to understand what being free looks like and how you have to stop surrendering. And 
those that choose to surrender, that is your choice. I, I can't judge anyone others else's decisions. If the rail car door opens and you choose to step on board, that's your choice. I can't stop you. I may say that, that the destination may not be good for you, so I would caution you not to get into that rail car. I'm choosing to stand outside that rail car in the face of that gun staring at me in the face. And whether that person chooses to pull the trigger, they'll have to deal with God. All of these public servants, their actions, they have no fear of God. They took an oath. The oath that the public service take are, are done based, it, it's been written based upon the structure that they have a fear of a supreme authority. All of these people have no fear of the supreme authority. They don't fear for their judgment for eternity. I want to rest assured in my journey at my final days and that I will stand before my judge and he will say, well done, my good and faithful servant. I understand Romans 13 that I am to submit to the authority and I do. I'm extorted by them all the time. I get it. But I'm also told, like Isaiah, to stand up in front of that authority when that authority is not doing what they're called to do. They're supposed to protect the world from the evildoers. But when the authority becomes the evildoers, it is up to us to stand up to the evildoer. I'm equipped with the armor of God. And I know this will be kind of characterized by those in the progressive liberal camp of Christian nationalism, hogwash, hogwash. I know that we all have that divine spark in our head and we know inherently what is wrong. We know it is wrong to oppress other people. We know it's wrong to lie to people, but we suppress that knowledge in unrighteousness. And I'm dealing with a cabal of unrighteous people. You can't be unrighteous in one moment and claim righteousness when you're outside your duty. I don't buy it. When you put your head on that pillow, you may have to go through certain mental machinations to justify the horrors that you perpetrate on people. Live in that denial. Embrace your delusion. I live in fear of the judgment, but I have strength and comfort in being protected when judgment comes. Again, I seek not justice. I seek to put a spotlight on those that premeditatedly and maliciously deprive my rights inside of the system which was designed through our constitution within that article three court and let a jury of the peers and let the judge review the totality of the circumstances and allow the system to measure its justice. I don't know what that outcome will be. I have to be in that Romans 13 environment and accept that this is what the system has created in the country in which I live and abide by the system that is created and that that system may be robust, it may be fractured, or it may be completely deconstructed. I don't want to project what the outcome will be, but I want to follow the process which has been laid forth for the system to determine justice. I will not act out in the public square. I have no fiber in me. I'm a volunteerist. I live by a non-aggression principle. 
any statement that you says that say to me that is contrary to evidence that shows that I'm aggressive, that that I I have any malice is a lie because it has no evidence anywhere. There's no evidence anywhere. You can do whatever scouring you want is in the 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 internet trolling and trying to find a post or tweet or comment. You won't find it. You won't find it in an audible record. You'll have to fabricate a lie. And that's okay. I expect liars to lie. I expect thieves to steal. I expect cheaters to cheat. Reprobate do as reprobate be. And I live in a world of wicked humans. And I expect a wicked outcome. I celebrate when humans act contrary to their nature. I will celebrate joyously when they rebel against their their nature. But I have no expectation or presupposition or expectation for them to act contrary to their nature. I just understand that I have a tremendous burden, a tremendous responsibility, that these rights that have been codified in our constitution require action, peaceful, loving, respectful, law-abiding exercise. And my evidence shows that. Yes, my language can sound harsh, but they're just words. They're just sound waves coming out of my mouth. And they don't inject injury on anyone. The only injury is how you perceive or interpret those words based upon your understanding of defined meanings of words. That burst of air of sound waves coming out has no physical impact. And they have no physical impact on me. I am in control of my response to the sound waves that hit me. That's my responsibility. And yes, fight, flight, freeze, submit are amygdala responses of the reptilian brain and that can be a switch that is flipped and you got that chemical rush of cortisol serotonin all of that running through your head the endorphins all of those chemicals are a flood in your brain based upon how you hear those words and perceive those words but through centering and pausing we can subside some of those chemicals and control our responses takes takes training, takes intentionality. Do I succeed at doing that all the time? Absolutely not. I strive to it. And I put things in place with those that mean the most to me, that when that chemical fugue is happening in my brain, that I've given them trigger words to help me mentally pause and take a step. Just the other day, I had something happen that was rather unfortunate for me. And I I felt that chemical flood. And my best thing to do is to get up and take a walkabout. Take a walkabout. And I was able to calm down and then immediately I was blessed with finding a resolution to what caused me the problem because I had a clearer mind. So this is date stamp, June 16th of me attempting to be reasonable. This email is going out Friday afternoon, June 17th in the afternoon. I'm 
contemplating trying to be free very soon. They have got me locked down based upon these threats because I, per I anticipate the violence inherent in the system. Help, I'm being repressed. Help, I'm being repressed. I understand it. And I've had time to calm down. And I've had time to plan and prepare in anticipation of the reasonableness. Not for violence. No violence in my, in my DNA. I'm a weakened man. Not intellectually, but physically. My medical, medical history has plagued me of late. And it's been my personal battle as I've gone through that, which has been up and down and it has been debilitating. Holy smokes. And you can hear it in my voice on occasions. But my mind is alive. And I want to bring honor in what I'm doing to those that have chosen to listen to me and that have supported me and encouraged me. And that also have been a, a, a touchstone of a speaking into and saying, dude, man, you're going way beyond. And I say, no, I'm not going way beyond. I'm going to bring honor to my creator. I am. I have done everything I could to extend grace, to be mercy. Do you know the difference between grace and mercy? Let me give you a quick example. You get pulled over by a police officer and you made some traffic infraction. And he walks up to your car and he says license, registration, and proof of insurance. And you, you give him those documents and he goes back to his car and he comes back and he says, I notice you, have no, you haven't had a traffic ticket and you didn't do anything really bad and there's no injured party and I'm going to let you go. Have a nice, I'm just going to give you a warning. Have a nice day. But hang here for a minute. So you're like, oh my gosh. The officer just gave you mercy that you did something that you shouldn't have done and he said, you know what, this is, it, nobody was hurt and there's no reason for me to write you up. You have a nice day. And he extended you mercy. But he went back to his car and he opens up his box and sorry for this analogy, but he's got a box of donuts and he comes back to your car and he opens up the box of donuts and he says, here, take two of what you'd like. And you're looking at him with a puzzled face. And you're like, what? He said, no, take two donuts. And you take two donuts and he says, have a blessed day. And he gets back in his, in his vehicle and he drives away. What you were given was grace. You broke some statute and he chose not to write you up on it. But he gave you a reward in the face of your crime, which is unmerited favor unmerited favor even though you weren't deserving according to the law you may have been deserving of a citation and he extended grace by not giving you one but he gave you a gift when you were not deserving that's grace grace is the gift of something incredibly beautiful from our divine creator to those who are undeserving undeserving we receive this unmerited favor i personally chose to recognize that sacrifice that was done on the hill of Calvary, shed with blood, and I received that grace. Even in my failed brokenness as a violator, that I am a Ten Commandment violating wretched worm, and I strive to go against my nature, 
And sometimes I can celebrate the successes and others I need to be critical and rebuke of my transgressions. But the divine creator shazammed me and said, what happened on that hill was for you in all your brokenness. You don't deserve it, but you can receive it. And I took that gift that was given to me, that unmerited favor. I unwrapped it and I am covered in it. It is a white cloak that goes over top of me that I am blanketed in Christ's righteousness. And that God looks down on that and sees that I am covered in that Christ's righteousness. But if he were to peel that off, he would look at me as a lowly, wretched worm. I know the worm that's in me, but I know that I am so undeserving of that righteousness. But I received it. And I strive. Everything I have done has been done in honor of that unmerited favor and grace that I got to try to reach those lost, those unrepentant reprobates that are in positions of authority and say, stop, pause. You have taken this position for whatever reason, I don't know. Maybe you have these good intentions, but the, 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 the structure, the fraternity, whatever it is, prevents you from doing what you've sworn to do to, for me. And I'm saying, please don't do that. Please don't do that. You want to pierce me with your weapons? You want to shackle me with the implements of slavery? Go ahead. I'm not going to resist your violence. I'm not. I'm just going to say, repent, you reprobate. Repent. Stop, drop, and roll is not going to work for you. Correct. Honor the creator in what is in your divine spark in your head and stop repressing it. Turn around. But I can't peel the blinders off of anyone. I can just present them the opportunity, share with them the power of the gospel message and say, if you claim to know him, your actions are exactly opposite of that in which you pretend to proclaim. Hear that again. If you attempt to proclaim to know Christ as your savior and you're in this school board, your actions are a lie to your testimony. Public servant, if you're a trooper and you proclaim Christ, your actions are directly defiant to that proclamation. You need to go and repent and restore. And I want to wonder what kind of relationship is going on between these husbands and wives that allow this kind of, what, what kind of conversation is taking place? I have no clue. I'm going to walk my walk and talk my talk. And it all is all on the foundation of love thy neighbor. And accountability is loving. Accountability is loving. As Penn Jillette said, Penn Jillette, who is from Penn and Teller, who's an atheist magician, told a story about how he was approached after a show and someone handed him a, a Gideon Bible and had a nice interaction with this guy. And Penn Jillette said, how much does a Christian have to hate another person that they would not share the redemptive message of the gospel message. 
How much do you have to hate someone to not give them that message? I love my fellow human beings and the gospel message is paramount to all of it because one day you're going to turn to dust. Worms are going to roam your carcass. But where you spend eternity is most important. I am sowing the seeds for people to hear that your eternity is at risk. Check your heart. All right, I'm going to bring this to an end. Put this in your intellectual pipe and smoke it. This is the Culture Contrarian, Ryan Miller. And have a blessed day. Take care.